Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man whose guitar and amp are fueled by the power of Grayskull, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, dear. Wow. You, you have the power. Well, I am kind of a nerd without one and then when i get one i kind of become powerful so yeah that's yeah that's somewhat accurate and i have seen uh, you are known to wear a pink vest with white undershirt when not playing the medals um i can't back that up but you saw what you saw so huh? i'm not gonna call you a liar <laughs> all right sir let's get to our opening statements here we are again how was your week um fine <laughs> it's been fine he said with a slight whine no it's actually been rather uneventful so i'm kind of like struggling to come up with a good uh anecdotal tear to go on here but i really don't have one so uh friday we had game night delicious dinner made by tim um that was that really played a new game played a new game uh red Rising Sun. Rising Sun. Yes. Something like that. Yes. I didn't enjoy it as much as Blood Rage. I like Blood Rage a lot more. <laughs> you didn't enjoy it because you lost. Uh, well, that's kind of the nature of competitive competition. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also kind of missing the point of game night. Yeah. When you start throwing stuff around because you're losing, it's kind of... Never take me bowling, put it that way. Well, I'm terrible to take bowling for... Other reasons, I'm just not very good at it. Um, neither am I, which well, is I why... What, I've always said when it comes to bowling, I spend more time in the garden than a homeless man. Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, I liked Rising Sun a lot. I think we understood the game more towards the end. As it uh, usually goes on those first times. Because like, I think we put a lot more value in the uh, alliances than they're kind of really good for towards the end. Because I think alliances are primarily just good for getting the bonus on the actions, and that's about it. I think we thought, like, oh, alliances, we're going to be, like, working together to, yeah. you know, mutually benefit each other. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much. And I didn't even realize, like, I won the game, but I didn't even realize how good of a position I was in until it was, like, towards the end of the second turn. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yay for me. Uh, not Not so much for Drew. So, because our alliance held tight, there was a lot of betrayal going on, but the alliance of the devils do held tight. Yeah. So you know, good good times, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, Saturday brought about um, the requisite long cold dark practice. We have a show on this coming Saturday, so we have to be nice and prepared for that. And I think we are. Um, but you know. Got to shake off some ring rust, and hopefully it all goes according to plan. We'll, we'll see. It should, but, you know, these things are never 100% until you get on stage and then realize, like, ah, crap, screwed that up. But hopefully no one knows. They don't yeah. anyway. No one, no, one, no one cares. So whatever. Um, Saturday evening, uh, my friend Jason came over, also plays in the band, and uh, we spent the evening, we've, we've talked about doing this for a while, and we finally made it happen, and we are no closer to our goals than we were before, but we tried to do a uh, let's search for new bands uh, evening. Let's find new, exciting music that that 
we like. But you you don't like new stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and now I have data to prove it because we struggled, we tried, and we came up pretty empty. Maybe one or two were like, okay, well that's that's all right. Yeah. Others were just kind of like, yeah, no, yeah, no. I think once you hit thirty, and they've done some studies around this. Yes. Your musical tastes are kind of locked in. Like, you like what you like, and unless it kind of falls within that wheelhouse, generally, it doesn't really break through. It's got to be something really special to get you to pay attention to it. Yeah, especially since I already felt that way growing up. It had to be pretty exceptional for me to, to not shrug it off almost immediately. So, my filter is very deep, and uh, it was tough. So... We're still looking, and uh, there's, you know, we tr- we tried a lot of bands out, and I just didn't get on with many of them. A lot of it is uh, just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff, and it's like, okay, where's your, got a point to this that you want to get to? You got to, a, a, you know, any so part like, of this song you want me to remember? And, and Was it like one song per band, or were we giving them we a gave, We songs, gave a few, or? we gave them a few, and it just largely came up empty one that we kind of liked ended up being a super group of, of other bands that we kind of liked so uh, go figure like oh this sounds kind of cool who's in it and then we looked it up and like oh well yeah it's like four guys that we know it's like oh well duh so yeah it's, little temple uh, of the dog actually it's, little, it's, <laughs> it's strange man so hopefully something the, the the quest will continue i refuse to give up i had a breaking point about 10 years ago where i was about to give up and then i saw gojira for the first time and uh everything changed so i think that can happen again and i'm open to it happening again so we'll we'll see so anyway that was uh my saturday evening uh sunday was fairly uh lackadaisical and chill um just the way i like it (laughs) if i can if i can seeing as it's very rare these days um we're still looking at flooring for the for the kitchen, and I would I took tiles back to the tile shop and got new ones, and we're looking at them. We're trying to figure out which ones we like and which ones we don't like, and what 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 are the dogs going to show the most on, and what are they not going to show the most on? So, the really slick black and gray one that we love, it's going to show every hair, every spot of drool, every footprint. Yep. So we we can't use that one. So. Unfortunately, we have to go with something else. So black stuff looks great when it's clean. It sure does. Floors, cars, yeah, like it looks great when it's clean. But you know, the second it's not clean, I do. So the quest continues. Hopefully, we make some decisions and get all this rolling. Um, we had uh, so she's she's Jen's part of the she has like the the massage envy membership or whatever. Okay. So we had ninety minute massages on. Sunday as well. You went as well? Oh, yeah. We've done, we do couples stuff every now and again. Okay. So that was all right. You'd be surprised how fast 90 minutes goes by. By the end, I'm just like, wait, no, <laughs> I don't want this to be done. <laughs> Alas, it was over. I was all loose and like, ah, I feel great. The guy's like, okay, we're all set. I'm like, no, <laughs> you just started, man. Ah. <laughs> uh, in any case, that was that was all right. It was all right. And then we had a uh, a guest slot over at the Geekiverse. We did. 
We had, you can elaborate on that. Yeah, we had a friend of the show, Nate Lockhart, and his show, The Memory Machine, which is a more retro-styled show than we put on here. It's a, He tackles geek topics, but in a, a retro sense. Asked us both. I'd been on before uh, on a show covering uh, superhero films, kind of from their inception up until 2008. Um, and he has both on this past Sunday for a show covering video games from 1985 to 1990. So predominantly Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and a couple other ones in there. Um, yeah, I think we, we had a good time. You, uh, you and Nate get along well over older stuff. Uh, right? Yeah, it seems that way. We have re- retro sensibilities. Yes. Although him more so than I. <laughs> well, yeah, Nate's like. It's deep into retro stuff. He is far down the rabbit hole. He yeah. wishes it was 1985. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, so as soon as that episode comes out, we will definitely post that and share that to our multimedia sources and social media stuffs. But yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And um, more us is always a good thing. So uh, <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> uh, that's really about it. We're on the path to WrestleMania, Carl. And okay. I couldn't care less. So But 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 Ronda Rousey. It's fine. But you know, there's other people on the roster too that kind of need programs leading into the big show and they don't really have them. You know, it's your biggest show of the year. Maybe you want to get your guys all locked into good stuff that make people care about it. To, no, no, okay. We're just gonna coast in. All right, cool. Sure. Cool. You're still going to watch it, though, aren't you? We watch it every year. All right. Okay. You Look at it this way. Think of think of it like not necessarily watching it anymore as any kind of like fan. It's more like I'm watching it as a cultural critic or kind of like or, when we were a journalist Justice or something. Kind of like that. I okay. do it for the sake of having an informed take on it and offering it out there to all of you in some capacity. It's almost like a professional obligation at this point. Alrighty. I get that. So, you know, it, I can't express how much I love the other stuff like NJPW, unless I have something to compare and contrast it against. So I got to know my enemy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of where we're at. Gotcha. There's there's moments of fun, but they're very few and far between. And the flaws in the product are clearly visible. Gotcha. That's where we are. Alrighty. Yeah. Stock price keeps going up though. Well, you know, money. It's it's that I I don't know. I don't get it. Someone's watching this crap. Well, it's it's more easily accessible to the masses than and JPW is. The ratings are going down, though. I, I don't know. understand. I don't get it, but I don't care. But I do, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this, this, this is, this is, this is me at thirty-five. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Anyway, that's that's it. That's where I'm at. Cool. That's the week. And you, sir. My weeks. Um, let's see. I talked about Iron Man 3 last week, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. We did Thor 2. Okay. Continuing on the road to Infinity War, which road sped up a bit this week. We'll cover that in the news. Mm. Um, yeah, we did Thor 2. Uh, it's 
it hasn't changed. It's much like Iron Man three really hasn't changed its positioning in my view of the, the MCU. It's, you know, what's funny about Thor two, but in hindsight too much, um, is funny about Thor two. Well, the funny thing about Thor two is that everyone complained at the time of its release that they were getting too silly and comedic with it. Yeah. <laughs> look, yeah. and now look it, now look where we are i will admit it did seem tame by it, it didn't seem as slapsticky as i remember but, but i remember see i've had two guardians and thor ragnarok since then so yeah the sensibilities are somewhat changed um yeah it's it's fine it's like i said it's, it's on the the weaker end of the spectrum of marvel films Still better than like 80% of the other comic films out there. Sure. Um, so yeah, next up is Winter Soldier. Ooh, that's going to be a good night. That always goes down so That's smooth. still my number one. Yeah. That's, I think Guardians 2 might actually be my number one. I'm finding out through the va- the vastness of the interwebs that Guardians 2 uh, is not among the favorites by a lot of people. Yeah. That it, it's getting me. some hate, actually. Like, I understand why I like it. It's a father-son story, and I'm, you know, more inclined to that. Sure. But for the same time, like, I could never understand why so many people hate on Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2's great. People, people yeah, like people, to... I don't as, know. As they said in The Muppets Take Manhattan, peoples is peoples. Peoples, dogs, rats, peoples. Peoples is peoples. Sure. So there was that. Um, finished up the first season of The Wire. Okay. It's good. Okay. Uh, the ending was was good for the, the end of the first season. Really kind of a different spin on what you thought a season like that would, would end like. So I've started season two. Um and season two is like everyone says is very different so far. Mm. So but in a good way. Um, but before I started season two, I had to knock out the new season. I'm using the air finger quotes folks because six episodes isn't really a season. Uh, but Netflix released a new season of Voltron Ah, and oh, was it good? All right. So good. Last season kind of, which was kind of like the A part of the current season. This was the B part kind of Stumbled a little bit, but ended strong. This one was just strong throughout. Hmm. So, yeah, June, more episodes in June. I think they're releasing, like, between six and eight at a time now. So it's kind of like they're releasing a movie, and they just chop it up in episodes, which I'm okay with. Show's great. All things considered, I don't know if I'm really, I would be really upset about that, because how many, well, given the nature of our show here yeah how many of these marvel shows go 13 episodes and we're like you could really cut out like five episodes yeah, there's, out of so, there's so much stuff out there that you know is on the list to watch and whatnot something that is you know half hour shows eight of them that i can knock out in like a weekend yeah i'm good with that less less can be more yeah so it's one it's one of the rare instances where the uh reboot is vastly superior to the original hmm um, so yeah, definitely look forward to more Voltron, uh, Sunday night. 
And we did our thing on Memory Machine. When I came home, wife was watching the Oscars. Um, I kind of tuned in and out. I find my interest in the Oscars increases or decreases if I have a horse in the race. And this year, I just, I really didn't. Like, it was kind of cool to hear them announce the nominations for Best Adapted Screenplay and hear, you know, Len Wein and John Romita's name. That's kind of neat. Sure. That's kind of cool. Like, I just heard Len Wein and John Romita's name read out loud at the Oscars. So what? They were were credited for what? Logan? They were, it was, Logan was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. So they said, like, you know, Logan, written by whoever wrote Logan, based on Marvel Comics by... Based on Marvel Comics character created by John okay, and so Lemmer. the guys who actually created yeah. Wolverine kind of got yeah. the credit for. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah. So, but I mean, right now I was kind of in and out. I tried out what I tried. I was downloading some demos on Switch. Downloaded ah. that new Kirby demo. How was that? It's, you know, I've never played a Kirby game before, so oh. I was like, this is kind of fun. I, I played can, a couple. I, They're very cute. Yeah, like I've got would charm. Not, yeah, I would not pay sixty bucks for it. Right. But if it was like a twenty dollar game, like. If I got nothing else to play and I'm bored, I'd probably throw 20 bucks towards this. Kids love Kirby. Yeah. What's not to love? He's right. a pink puff ball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, some R game, like the name escapes me, but it wasn't. It was it was visually outdated even by Switch standards. Well, so, intentional approach or? I don't know. It was like, kind of like some weird sword fighting game. I was like, eh, doesn't do anything for me. Not that okay. it's bad, it just didn't do anything for me. Mm. So, yeah, that was Sunday. I think that was pretty much it. Well, for... That brings us to the work week when things get real uneventful real quick. Yeah. God, I remember when I was younger and I'd like, get out of work and I'd be really disappointed if I didn't have something to do. Now I get home and I'm really disappointed if I have something to do. <laughs> it's amazing how this all works, isn't it? Yeah. So, folks, stupid adulthood. <laughs> so, folks, that was our weeks. If you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments to be read on the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can email you can email us at Devil's Do Pod at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook dot com slash Devil's Do Pod, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast dot com. That being said, Drew, we have got, let me just double check. We have got a question submission from Mr. J.J. Alcimino. Oh. Uh, Drew and Carl, if you could put together one definitive team in Marvel Comics Universe to have their own book, what would it be? Can be any combination of characters. Doesn't need to be a specific team. What would the name be? Hold on. Say again. Uh, I, what are these, wait, wait. Basically, if you could put together your own team using Marvel Comics characters, what would the team be and what would the name be? Oh, boy. That's big. Um, hmm. Hmm. All my favorite teams are already kind of together. Um, let's throw Cap. Steve Rogers Cap? Of course. Uh daredevil okay hawkeye all right spider-man and 
I'm trying to think of one more character who makes really bad decisions. <laughs> uh, Jessica Jones, just off the top of my head. Put Does, them on a team. Does and Cap that's, make bad decisions? No, that's the beauty of the book. Okay. So he's the leader, and he's got, <laughs> a, he's, he's got this whole group of, of, of bumbling miscreants that he has to somehow make them work and not do stupid things. The book called Head of the Class? Kind of like that. Um, <laughs> that's better than what I could come up with. So yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. Oh, let me see. Um, okay, I'm going to take Ben Grimm, the thing, uh, the Hulk, Juggernaut, Colossus, Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So it's Sasquatch. And there could be a team. The book is going to be called Finesse Inc. Finesse Inc. Finesse Inc. This doesn't seem like a very finesse team. Ah, there you go. See, your mind, steel trap your mind is picked up on what the joke is. Okay. I was... Sure. It's all the big lumbering guys. Yeah. Okay. I'd call them something like, you know, the, the heavies or something like that. And and they will all have to work in a china shop. Okay. Now you're, now you're getting somewhere. Yeah. We're the, he ain't heavy, he's my teammates. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Sure. We're, we'll go with that. Yep. Kind of like a TGIF version of, you know, Marvel Comics. Fascinating. It's, it's more more sitcom than... And like, you know, we'll say Bruce Banner's third cousin died and left him the the China shop in there. In <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What a setup this is. Drew. Uh-huh. If you could take a long cult dark song mm. and set it to a specific scene in a comic book movie, what would it be? Whoa. Um, wow. That's. Crazy. Um, without major prep time, I, I'm just gonna tell you the first thing that comes to my my brain, and it's gonna be the ending of Twelve Hours, and it's the scene of Hulk smashing Loki into the ground over and over again on repeat, <laughs> to that beat. That's all. That, that's yeah. that's the first thing that came to mind. You know, you know what what keeps coming to mind is the uh, the chase scene from Guardians Two when all the ships are chasing the Milano. Okay, I think one of your songs would fit in well there. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, all right. Yeah, that's that's the first. That's all. That's that's the best I can do. <laughs> Carl, how many days until Long Beach for Drew and I? Oh, I see what he did there. Yeah. Uh, let me check my calendar. Um, oh, yes, I don't care. Well, I mean, that, that's not true. I do care, just not enough to actually count the days and find out. I'm sure I'm sure Drew can give an approximation. 18 days. Okay. See? There you go. 18 days. You guys are going to have a blast. Can't wait to hear the yeah. stories when we come back. It's, it should be pretty great. Uh, the card is still not solidified, but it's it's it in, in, in the coming weeks, it will be, it will be, it will be, obviously. But yep. either way, it's oh yeah, we're 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 ready for this. Cool. All right, Drew. 
that does it for the uh, cross-examination. Thank you, Jay. Remember, folks, you can get in on the fun. We don't have to listen to Jay every week. Not that we don't like to. We love Jay. You're going to run Jay off with that attitude. <laughs> oh, God. Where's he going to go? <laughs> oh. Uh, um, well, not for nothing, but you can go to the Wayback Machine or whatever it's called. Memory Machine? Memory Machine. <laughs> they don't do listener questions. Not yet. Well, yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> He wants to that's fine we, we've given him a loving home for 83 episodes he wants jump ship that's up to him uh but folks we'd love to hear from you so send in those questions and comments now on to our case files and news of the week here at devil's do and we got some we got some we got some stories to go over a lot of a lot of marvel centric stuff going on this week okay um mostly good some of it uh um but before we get to Marvel, we'll start out. Uh, there was a full trailer released. Like I was, I was kind of going back and forth whether or not we'd cover this. But it's genre and it looks interesting. Full trailer released today for Netflix's new Lost in Space series. Yeah, did you watch it? I did. What'd you think? It looks interesting. Yeah, like, it's like more interesting than it should. Yeah, it looks. It look. It's got really. It pops visually. Um. You know, I was never a big fan of the television series. I uh, remember it. Yeah, I remember it. But in like, the weird pedophile doctor, yes, the wavy arm robot yelling "Danger, Will Robinson." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's one of it. Unlike Star Trek, it was a sci. It was a sci-fi concept from back then that didn't execute well. I mean, the original Star Trek for his days, it looks now, still executed well on its concepts. Whereas I don't think Lost in Space really did. Probably didn't have the budget that Star Trek had or whatnot. But this series looks really interesting. Let's see how it goes. Um, you you know, you give me some nice spacesuits and, and sci-fi. I'm probably going to give you a shot if it looks yeah. interesting. And it does. So I'm, I'm willing to check it out. Um, I have a, one weird... I don't want to call it a nitpick. It's just something I, I noticed. And I was just like, oh... Now I miss that thing. Is uh, the robot looks just like, or very much like, uh, Legion from Mass Effect Two, and I was a big Legion fan, uh, so I kind of had a sad when I saw that because I was <laughs> like, "Oh, that was back when Mass Effect was awesome." <laughs> Before the ending of Three ruined it all for everyone for all time. Oh, I miss, I miss good Mass Effect. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's just a thought that popped into my, my mind. Did you ever see the movie, the the Lost in Space no. movie? I don't. I saw the trailer for the movie. I was like, no thanks, I'm good. The thing is, I don't remember it being terrible. It was just like, you know, it, it's 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 concept was actually kind of neat. Like the way it, I don't. I I saw it when it came out in theaters, so I yeah. don't remember. I'm going from memory of 14 years ago now, so believe me, it's not really all there but i remember it got really dark at one point like they end up sort of in some kind of time bubble like the family okay and they meet a future version of will robinson and this is from memory now so i could be getting these details way wrong but he's basically like he's old and grizzled and he's all messed up and he's like after the uh the events in the movie after yeah. this happened all the women were killed and uh the robot and like dr smith took care of will robinson in this cave surrounded by alien death until he grew into a bitter old man and like the doctor like 
thought I forgot what happened. It was really twisted. It was like, whoa, that <laughs> got dark in a hurry. I remember hearing a friend of mine say it's a it was a byproduct of two things being really popular at the time. CG and films. Yes. And friends. Also, <laughs> yes. Because Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc's in it. Um and Party of Five, yeah, your Lacey Chabert factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's on Netflix. Maybe I'm not saying you should go watch it. I'm just saying it's not. I I know it didn't do that well. I just don't remember it being that bad. Yeah. But memory can be a funny thing. So, yeah. So that's coming out. Um, I think it's coming out in June. June Something like that. No, April. April. April comes out. A lot of of quality Netflix to to watch here. Yeah. Coming coming weeks. Speaking of which. Yeah. We got us a little teaser today. Oh. Sweet Christmas, Drew. Ah. Luke Cage is coming back. Coming back June 22nd. Luke Cage season two. We got a little teaser today. And Luke is doing Luke thing. Luke doing that business. He is. And I think uh, if the trailer is to be interpreted the way I think it is, uh, he's getting paid for it. Yeah. Get that money. He's like a, you know, a hero for for hire. Yes. Funny how that works. And I do believe Iron Fist is in this season. Oh, okay. And Misty's new robot arm. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Kind of spoiled. I that I was disappointed that Iron Team Weekly spoiled that. I would yeah. like to have seen that in the in the series itself as Lucas tramples through and like he does. causes havoc. Um so yeah, it looks solid for the thirty seconds they showed for it uh season one of luke cage i didn't know that they were done filming it and all that stuff so hey let's let's go i know they're wrapped on it um i think right now the ones that are filming are daredevil three and iron fist season two are filming right now oh and proud we are of all of that well uh, maybe they learned I think they. I think they went a long way to making Iron Fist a lot better in Defenders. They did, but so hopefully can that carry a show. Will carry over. Can they give Mar- them at least a green tracksuit? Marvel has shown <laughs> that when they stumble, they tend to listen to the criticisms and adjust. Well, unlike DC, we'll see, and we'll see. So I hope so. Marvel. Legend? I think we can call Joe Quesada a Marvel legend at this point. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, has done a series of prints. Yeah. Commemorating the new seasons. Yeah. Of the Netflix show. I didn't see if he did a Luke Cage he one, did, He didn't, and I don't know why. Oh. But uh, definitely check out his Twitter, because they're pretty cool. Actually, Iron Fist is my favorite one. It, it's Compositionally, it's very, very, very good. Yeah. So I do, I do enjoy that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious why Luke Cage would have been left out of the fun. But, any yeah. case. So, we got we got Jessica Jones Season 2 coming in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, we will be, f- obviously, finishing off Punisher, and yep. then we'll do a Jessica Jones kind of Season 1 recap Sure. Episode. We'll salt and pepper on it. Um, and then we will go into Jessica Jones Season 2. Giddy up. And then that should March, April, May... Luke Cage, we should have a little break in between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Well, we're also going to have things to talk about, like, oh, I don't know, Infinity War. 
Yeah, that <laughs> segues us nicely into our next story. Probably. We're probably. going to be talking about Infinity War a lot earlier than we expected. Yes. Well, not a lot earlier, but earlier than we expected. Uh, Infi- Marvel announced earlier this week that Infinity War's release date is moving up one week to April 27th. See? I told you when they dropped that Star Wars date that something was not right. Disney would not put its own properties against each other. So here we are. Uh, Yeah. Hey, Infinity War early? Okay. Sure. I'm good. Let's go. Shoot it into my veins. Thank you. (laughs) Look out to my veins. Um, So, yeah, they said that, you know, so as not to run interference with uh, both Deadpool and... Uh, Solo, which comes out late May, Deadpool's mid-May. I don't think um, Disney cares about Deadpool's performance, to be I th- honest with I you. I think they do, because it's still a Marvel property. Marvel is still seeing some bank from that. And I think they, you know, depending on how the acquisition goes, yeah, they, they care about it, because it's still, at its core, it's still Marvel, even though it's not Marvel Studios, per se. Shrug all you want. It's, it's I don't think fun. they're concerned. Well, I, you're wrong. So. <laughs> I don't think it's they still, care in the It's slightest. still their property. Why wouldn't they care about it? Because they didn't make it, that, and they don't own it yet. But they're still making money from it, so they're not going to take money out of their own pocket. <laughs> um. So, yeah. We're good with that. Finny War, week early. Cool. Done and done. Of course, now it kind of <laughs> puts me even further behind in the road to Infinity War stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better yeah, like start two crushing. Weeks behind as it is. You might need to start doing some double headers. Yep, yep. Uh what else I got here? A story came out early last week that the screenwriter for the upcoming Captain Marvel film compared it to an action comedy. So it's gonna be a Marvel movie. <sighs> we talked about this already, didn't we? There was a time we talked about it in the like the chat. Okay. Um, there was a time when Marvel films were not all comedies. And they, they seem to remember that recently because Black Panther was not a not a comedy. Moments of levity, not a comedy. Yeah. They kind of found that nice balance again. Right. And it was very refreshing after Guardians 2 and Thor Ragnarok back to back. I th- think it's property dependent and given that captain marvel seems to be very very spacey marvel's studios their policy when it comes to space seems to be make with the jokes makes the space go down easier i don't know why they feel that way yeah but I mean, that seems to be their mode of operation that works really well for guardians i mean thor thor was enjoyable but i would have appreciated a little less humor sure it. Um, yeah, I'm, I know it's Marvel and they've given us no reason. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it, but I like the balance of, I mean, it's not like Captain Marvel's series is all grim, dark, serious either. It's, it's now see to that. I can't speak on cause I don't really read. She's it's the a, most I've read her in the comics recently was probably civil war too. Oh, I'm sorry. And that was oh. kind of a grim, dark series. Yeah, in no. Itself, so I, Probably didn't get a good Captain Marvel fans don't like Civil War too. <laughs> Cause she not good. <laughs> Character assassination it gets tossed around a bit, you know. So Yeah. Don't worry about that. Um whatever. Show me the product. I'm okay with it. Yep. I mean I'll 
reserve judgment, but just kind of yeah. stupid yeah. Marvel making me feel happy feelings and make me laugh. It's not that. It's not that. I feel happy feelings and there's stuff that's not strictly comedy, but it just seems like the the comedies are getting too close together. It's like, well, let's see I what mean, Infinity I'm, War turns I'm, well, out. Well, yeah, be. I don't think Infinity War is going to be a laugh fest. By no, I'm willing to bet um, it's going to be the opposite. To be honest with you. So, but then we have Ant-Man and Wasp, and that'll probably be on the lighter fare. Sure, side. sure, sure. We got to cleanse the palate after Infinity yeah. War. No, I get that. Uh, so yeah, deep breaths. So that's what's going on in Marvel cinema- cinematic, which. Yay, great. Yeah. All great stuff. Yeah. Now let's go to Marvel Comics Dumpster Fire. Oh. Uh, what now? Drew. What? Can do me a favor. Give give Marvel Comics a note for me, because clearly they don't listen to me. No. So maybe they'll listen to you. I doubt it, but... Can you tell them they're Marvel Comics, they don't have a Superman, and and better yet, they don't they don't need a Superman. They're fine without a Superman. Okay. Because they keep trying to make the Sentry a thing. They try to make the Sentry a thing, but he's not Superman. He's kind of there. It's like, what if Superman was mentally crazy? It's pretty much the same thing. It's the same thing in that he flies and is omnipotent, but he's also a completely different character. It's their, their trying to do a critique on Superman or whatnot. It's, 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 it's stop. It's not really what he is, but I, I, I don't, I, I stop trying to make it work. It's not going to work. Didn't work before. No one cared. It's not going to work now. Well, hang on. The original miniseries, people cared. It was actually pretty good. Nah. But they could have left it at that. And they didn't. They brought him back in the Bendis brought him back in the new Avengers and they tried to make him a thing again. And that didn't really take, um, so to that end, I think, yeah, we don't need to necessarily go back to the well because it hasn't worked the past couple times, but I'm not going to, I can't dismiss it wholesale because the original miniseries was, was, is a concept pretty interesting, but I mean, yeah, yay, whatever. It'll be a, it'll Just, be a miniseries. No one will buy it and then they'll cancel it again. And then we don't, we have to talk about it. We, we, we won't talk about it ever again. This follows up a whole slew of number ones announced, although, and we've discussed this, something where... 50% excited about um, the new creative team for Amazing Spider-Man was announced. Yeah. Earlier in this week. Yeah. Uh, artist of Invincible fame, Ryan Otley. He was born for this job. And some of his early work that he's put out is looking very good, so I'm excited to see his artwork on it. The writer, however, you are not excited about. No. What's the guy's name again? Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer. You might know him as the guy who turned Captain America into a Nazi. And they ran an event where Captain America led Hydra, and he killed a whole bunch of people and ran a fascist state. That guy. Yeah. Now, You put him above or below Reminder. I mean, they might as well be sharing bunks at this point, because, <laughs> I mean, that's, you, you commit, if you commit a bad cap arc, you are on my list. And uh, both of them committed some serious uh, Captain America sins. Atrocities. Sure. So, yeah, they can both uh, go away. But then again, you know, some of these events, especially that Secret Empire business, Nick Spencer wrote it, but editors approved it. And 
I think a lot of Marvel stuff, these big events, are editorially driven. And the writer is just executing what they've been instructed to execute. They have ideas, I'm sure, and they, you know, they put it out there and piece it all together to make it work. But someone, somewhere, should have been like, okay, this Cap is a Nazi thing. Um, we're going to go ahead and not do that. <laughs> I want you to come back with a different idea. Okay, we, Nick? We need the boss from Office Space. <laughs> yeah. If you could go ahead and make Captain America... Captain America again. Yeah, right. That'd be great. I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday, too. Yeah. yeah. Fix Cap. Yeah. So... There's a lot of blame to go around. So um, I'm not absolving Nick Spencer, but it, it sure doesn't excite me. Yeah. But Ryan Otley, I'm certainly very excited for. The guy's done the Lord's work on Invincible for over 100 issues. Um, I've said for, for years that Invincible is the best Spider-Man comic in publication. And just based on the art style, the tone of the book, the consistency of the story, the character arcs and things like that. I'm like, this is, this is a Spider-Man book, but but not. And now he gets to draw Spider-Man. It's I'm telling you as soon as I saw it, I was like that is perfect. That is a that is a match made in heaven. He's going to draw the hell out of that book. Yeah, I was going to look and it's going to look fantastic. Cuz we were talking a lot about this throughout the week and mundane crime fighting kind of needs to make a comeback in comics. Yeah. Like it's it's okay to have Cap punching out some serpent agents. Yeah. Not Hydra. Doesn't have to be high level Hydra. It can be serpent. Not everything has to be earth shattering event. Yeah. I mean, Spidey chasing down crooks who robbed a bank. Foiling little. Whipping them and quipping them. Yeah. Just foiling you know, little, little heists and things. You know, that stuff's okay. That's, that's your base where you start from. And sure. You can build the big stuff. I think it's probably why I'm enjoying books like Daredevil and Defenders and Iron Fist. Because their stakes are relatively low? Yeah, it's not that they're low. It's just that, you know, I don't have to worry about the planet exploding. (laughs) It's kind of like in the movies how everything has the big giant sky portal ending. Yeah. You know. They've kind of gone away from that. They have, but... Reason. Yeah, smaller scale can work better. More yeah. per, more personal stakes can work better. Yeah, like so. it's it's funny because I was thinking about this today. As I you know, I'm about three episodes in the season two of The Wire, and how the story shapings up. I was like, you know what? This would be a great Daredevil story. Mm. Just you know, put Daredevil in there, and it's not you know he's not fighting a villain. Air quotes. Just criminals. Just regular criminals. I think it given. Given the times that we live in, everything that's going on in our culture right now, seeing characters like Cap and Spider-Man and Daredevil take on more real-world-centric criminals, you know, whether it be you know blue-collar, white-collar, what have you, I think would speak a lot more than what is currently going on. Sure. I don't need a supervillain every issue. I'm, I I agree with you. So, yeah. I And I, I think the Mark Wade uh, cap run thus far, even though he's leaving the book. But in any case, uh, it's been that. It's been these little self-contained stories yeah. of cap versus someone every issue. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Just, just little things. Yep. 
And it's like, hey, cool. How does he get out of this caper? Oh, look. He did cap stuff. He, he did cap stuff. And he won. <laughs> okay, Pretty cool. Sure. That's all we need. We need Not some. All, you know, like I said, the big events are good once in a while, but all the time gets to be exhausting. And yes. creatively, I would imagine they get to be very limiting. Like, how many times can this big stuff happen where I don't care anymore? So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, cool. You know, something else I thought of for for this like whole new reboot, refresh, whatever yeah, yeah, you want yeah. to call it. Treat things like Avengers kind of like you do in the movies. That there's not a constant running Avengers book. Oh. Just bring them back for like a not like a six issue mini every once in a while. Well, that, that th- those days are over, but at least they at least they have condensed five Avengers books into <laughs> now one. There is there's one Avengers book now. Am, am, am I a bad person for wanting West Coast Avengers to come back? Yes, yes, you are. Come on, you could do you could totally do that as a comedy book. That would be fantastic. That's like the Great Lakes Avengers, Avengers job. Yeah. <laughs> but West Coast. Yeah, has yeah. the pedigree. I, it, I'm not sure how much pedigree it has, but it's a title we know. I said it has it's a, title a we know. pedigree. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We didn't so, say it was a good pedigree. No. Um, I think that is pretty much it. Oh, you didn't see the news? You didn't see the um the headline about uh the Green Lantern, did you? No, one headline. So apparently Rumor is that uh, we may have a Hal Jordan. Really? Do you want to know who it is? See, here's the thing. (laughs) I love Green Lantern, Uh and I would be excited to hear who Green Lantern is if you weren't smiling at the moment you were telling me this, because just who is it? Allegedly. It will be Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. What? Uh, oh, your puzzled look. <laughs> I I feel compelled just to make some sort of audio noise just because this is an audio medium and the, the listeners can't see my... Why? No. No. Tom Cruise. So he can take over production of the whole film. Oh. <sighs> And then he can definitely insert scenes where where the Green Lantern is running very fast in space because that he does he does that in every single movie, and then he can do some kind of practical insane stunt. I'm even a Tom as Green Lantern fan. I enjoy Tom Cruise in his movies. So does he. Not you know <laughs> I can separate the art from the artist. No, he's that, too old. That's that's the you rumor. can't let him play Green Lantern. He's too old. He's going to be the old stately Hal Jordan. No, allegedly. he's not even old and stately like. Oh, sir. They got rid of old and stately with rebirth and it actually worked fairly well. He's back. They, gave a, form. they actually gave a reason for old and stately. No, he's back now. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just relaying what's no. out there right now. This might not happen, but that's that's the word. No. Okay. Well, sorry to break it to you. Ten years ago, maybe. On a stretch. Yeah. 
Uh, no. No. <laughs> Dabra, no. Okay, Ray Romano, thank you. Uh, that's what's up. But maybe not. Could could oh. tur- could turn out to be to be bogus. I hope so. But you know he is actually you know kind of reeling from the mummy whole thing not taking off. So maybe he's trying to latch onto another big uh, franchise that he thinks he can he can. Hey, hey Tom! Once upon a time, you could have been Iron Man. This is We're true. Almost Iron Man. I mean, not the current incarnation of Iron Man. No, right? this but is like twenty years ago. Uh it was before, just before Downey. Those talks were. Right up until the point they cast Robert Downey, Tom Cruise was still being talked about. <laughs> oh, what a world that would have been! I think he still. I think he would have made a good Tony Stark, a different Tony Stark than what very we very obviously, but different. Dude's dude's a good actor, um, but he wants to be. Yeah. Now, see, now I'm trying to think of who I'd want to play Hal Jordan. <laughs> You know who comes to mind actually is um a guy who was actually cast as a DC character in a film that ultimately never got made, which was George Miller's Justice League. Ah. Uh Army Hammer. Army Hammer. I think would make a really great Hal Jordan. Hmm. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? I know his name because it's the, a silly he, name. He played <laughs> the the twins in Social Network, played the Lone Ranger in that god awful movie. Okay. That I kind of remember. Kind of. Yeah. I think he'd make a really good Hal Jordan. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> no. Well, we'll see if this comes to fruition, because... Yeah. Oh, I saw another picture of uh, Shazam, too. Yeah, I saw another one, too. I like what I'm seeing. Like what I'm seeing. Can it I... looks straight off the page. That's all you can ask. I have a complaint. Of course you do. Well, if you can complain about the hood, I get to complain about something else. So, you don't like the hood... I don't like the big white triangle chest logo. Well, we haven't seen. And I don't. I saw. I saw one. Like up. I saw one. Is it just like a triangle? If it's a lightning bolt in a triangle, I'm okay. It's a big white triangle, and I think there's a lightning bolt in it. Okay, then that's that's what the costume currently is in the comics. That so. I want the jacket look. I you know. know the one. I know. With, Jack with looks just gone. with just the. I just want the, the classic yellow, look too. That's all I want. I want like the shoulder cape with the, the you know yes you know uh, late movies Federation yes jacket, the tassels the tassels yes the, said the gold sash. I want all that. He doesn't have his pirate boots either. He doesn't have his what pirate boots? They don't do cavalier boots anymore for anyone. He Captain, can have them. Captain have cavalier boots, but Shazam can have them. Look at him. Look at look at his outfit. I know, but are you gonna tell me? Oh, it wouldn't be practical. He's in red tights. I know. I know. I'm. I'm not saying he can have them. I'm just saying that no, no one has cavalier boots on. Well, it's time to bring them back. And Shazam could have. They've been. never been there to begin with. No one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did, did oh god, did that that original Cap movie? Did he have the Cavalier boots in the original Cap movie? Probably. Because that 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 costume was kind of off the page, too. It was. And it would have been fine if not for the rubber ears and the weird guy's weird face. <laughs> Matt Salinger, you are terrible, sir. Hope you listen to this show. <laughs> well, if he did, he doesn't anymore. Way to lose us a listener, Drew. He was, he was better than the Red Skull. What? I'm sorry, what? 
He was better in the Red Skull. Oh, yeah. The, the Italian Red Skull? Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. My God. He turned the Red Skull into a mafioso. Man. Someone missed the, someone missed the point in there, but I digress. We don't talk. Maybe someday we will talk about that on this yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Maybe, we'll, maybe one day we'll go back and do like the 70s Captain America show. Oh, no. <laughs> Something. No, not the not the transparent shield. And, yeah, the uh, bike helmet. Oh, <laughs> no. I'll do the, uh, I'll do the old watch? Spider-Man television series before I do that. Oh, I don't know. Which, with what they had to work with, is not as horrible. Whatever you got to... As some Whatever. of its contemporaries. Do we want to uh, also maybe address the the stand situation? Oh, yeah, probably should. So, folks, Stanley is uh, Stan might be in trouble, and in not more like, ways than one. Yeah, not like in a uh, before you, before you start freaking out, going like, oh no. Who did Stan, uh, you know, sexually assault? Or, no, 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 not, yeah. nothing. No, Stan is a ninety-five-year-old man who has just lost his wife. Yes, and is currently battling pneumonia. He's battling pneumonia. Well, in recent weeks, someone in Stan's camp—and I'm air quoting—also, by the way, money has gone missing from Stan's accounts. Things are very strange right now for Stan. Someone in his in his camp has fired his long-time manager and personal assistant. Yeah. This guy was basically like Stan's right hand. Yeah. And anybody who's ever encountered this guy has nothing but good things to say about him. So he's been let go. He has no contact with Stan. He has been locked out. Stan is... He was in the hospital. Now he's home battling pneumonia. Uh, Evidently, his social media accounts have just been spamming stuff yeah for 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 past couple weeks now and no one knows what's going on yeah it's just like hey black panther ninth all-time domestically just cool by the way yeah fine but uh, yeah so it's it's not stan's usual tone in timbre yeah um like i said money's gone missing no one seems to be able to get a hold of him and a lot of comic professionals are very concerned for Stan's well-being. Neil Adams has come out and and, and expressed concern. Uh, J. Scott Campbell, yep. Peter David. Um, so there is a chorus of people that right now are very, very concerned for Stanley's well-being. And I just really hope somehow, some way, someone can go check on him and figure all this out and make this right. Because yeah. elder abuse, elderly abuse, is a very very common thing and for a guy in stan's position with a lot of money who is still reeling from the loss of a, of a loved one 95 i know stan is sharp as attack but he's still 95 yeah uh it, it this has all the all the makings of just a really sad situation yeah i mean we kind of have to come to terms with the fact that stan is not long for this world he's like you say 95 and under the best circumstances 95 could be you know, it, there's still a little jolt of fear that comes across when a news bulletin pops up yes. on my phone. Um, but, and he has definitely earned his rest and we will definitely celebrate him on that very sad day. Um, but not like this. It, it, sh- it should not end like this for that man. No. And I, I just hope someone somewhere is in a position of 
authority that can step in because right now it's it's the stories are coming out are very uh uncomfortable and not cool yeah so i hope someone figures this out because right now it's very uh grotesque yeah so stan be well uh hopefully there are some heroes out there that can protect you i have faith in neil adams that guy gets things done (laughs) yeah so yeah neil adams man he uh he's He's a real deal when he gets on something. I hope he has some sway still to this day because uh, I think Stan needs it. Yeah. All right. So that will close out our case files, our news section, which brings us to the rustling of the pages. Oh, you're back. What are you? I'm back in paper form. All right, Drew. I think it's safe to say in the world of Frank Castle, business is picking up. It is. It is. This... This episode was interesting to watch given our current atmosphere in the country. Well, the whole show is sort of yeah, the whole show that specter taken on. I mean, it started with the you know Las Vegas shooting when the show was about to come out, and now with Parkland, it's just it's it's kind of tough to sometimes reconcile talking about the show that has certain viewpoints on certain things when we have opposition viewpoints. Well, actually watching this episode has made some, made something sort of apparent to me. And that's that this show is talking out of both sides of its mouth. Elaborate. We have a Senator in this show who is anti-gun and, uh, we've got Lewis who is like the deranged, bad guy with a gun yeah and then we've got karen who is all about packing heat and we've got billy russo trying to shame the senator for hiring security like okay so what i'm just gonna put this out there punisher series writers what side are you taking here do you have something to say about this because it seems like you want to bring it up but you don't want to take a side you you just want to make people think yeah that's not really great. You 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 asked the question, but you didn't have an answer. So, what are you trying yeah, to say? And I think that like the voice of the senator is weak at best. He's very bullet points. Very, he's clearly like a very politician, right? So I don't think he's necessarily the the true voice for anti gun. Not I. I would almost argue that there's. This uh, this series does not have a true anti-gun voice. Not given, really. And given the nature of the character and how the character operates, that makes sense. Sure. Um, I think that Karen's approach on guns, it's not necessarily gung-ho, but she's like, it's a necessity that some of us need. Yay? Yeah, I I know. I know. I mean, we've discussed it before. We are largely anti-gun. Um certainly anti-assault weapon, that's for sure. Uh but yeah, it's it's a tough story to tell in the current climate. And they did cuz you got to figure like when they're writing this, you know, obviously it's 
it's tough to say because clearly it's before Vegas and Parkland, but clearly it's after a lot of other things. Yeah, those are just the latest in a yeah. stream of this kind of thing. So I don't know which... Again, the, the, the I mean, nature of the character, though, is going to bring these kind of things up. Yeah. And there were some critiques of the show, like, oh, we're going to write a show where the uh, the white guy with a with a gun is, like, the good guy, and he runs in shooting and stuff, and, like, what kind of show is that? And that's a valid critique, but it's also, like, it's, it's the character, man. Like, Yeah. And it's not... Maybe I'm missing... Maybe I'm oversimplifying, but, like, that's not what the show is about about exactly like you know what i mean like the, yeah. pun- the punisher as a as a narrative isn't really about gun rights no you know what i'm saying yeah like no. but you know anyone can any of course this is where someone's gonna be like well i mean it kind of is he's a guy running around with guns so yeah i guess yeah, you but can he's extrapolate not running that around way. with guns for the purpose of running around with guns guns are simply the tools he chooses to use right and not to mention like he's not I don't know. I'm under no illusions about Frank Castle. Like, yeah. I don't. Un- unlike uh, a lot of law enforcement in this country and a lot of uh, gun nut kind of people in this country, I don't see Frank as the quote good guy with a gun. Yeah. I see Frank as the cautionary tale. He's kind of a deranged guy with a gun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I enjoy this character, but by no means do I see him as a good guy. Yeah, he's. He's deranged with just enough control. Sure. Kind of like a weird, like he has his own code and that's what he follows. And But yeah, he's not. But in the real world, do I, do I want that guy running around? Yeah, no. Probably not. <laughs> no, he's he's not a hero. He's, he's, he's a tragic character, yeah. ultimately. Um, that's why, and again, going back to like the source material, the comics, like you prefer him outside of the normal Marvel continuity. Right. Whereas I tend to prefer him inside because I feel it's it's harder to write a good Punisher story inside the normal continuity. But within this, I mean, obviously we've set up that the these shows work on a different set of rules. Yeah. Um it's tough. It's it's really tough to kind of tackle some of the stuff that the show is trying to say, you know, whether or not it says it clearly or how it decides to say it. And especially with this episode, because the show kind of for next two episodes, two or three episodes, the show kind of takes a slight detour slight. Sure. But it's still as far as like, and again, wording this stuff can be really hard. It's still a, like an entertaining detour. We get to see, we see, in this episode, I feel we see Frank as equal parts the Punisher and equal parts U.S. soldier. Sure, so I think there's sure. a differentiation between the two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, next couple episodes are going to be interesting to discuss. Okay. All right. So in this episode, though, we kind of see. I don't want to say Frank's dark mirror in a way but lewis certainly thinks he's like frank yeah we see we see of if but for the grace of god go i kind of yeah which is weird applying it to frank but yeah we we see we see what one decision one one more bad choice could have turned frank into conceivably yeah in in lewis 
and again, the character of Lewis kind of being an archetype for a journey that a lot of veterans take when they've been in heavy combat situations and come home. Not saying all veterans, just saying like there are some struggles here that real people suffer every day that Lewis is kind of representative of. Sure. So, yeah, Lewis Lewis comes back in a big way in this episode. But the, uh, yeah, the episode opens up with um, Madani. And for once, we have actual coffee in the show, <laughs> not just, you know, air quotes Figurative coffee. coffee. Uh, we, have, we have a nice cinnamon coffee. Um, I got to bring this up because I think I forgot to bring it up before. I keep, okay. I keep forgetting, but I'm, I'm, I'm laying this out right now. Yep. Put it on Front Street. Madani's mom's voice. Very familiar? No. What happened to it? Lots of cigarettes. My... God, man. It's it's brutal. It's, it's, she's got a little bit of a rasp. A I little? Mean, she, she's not Patty and Selma, but... It's worse. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Oh, it's bad. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a trach tube voice. <laughs> it's baritone. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I think she's a, a point between peak Kathleen Turner and Patty and Selma. She's kind of between there somewhere. Every time she speaks, I'm just like, my God, what happened to you? I need answers. <laughs> we need it. We need a series. Watch it. Some tragic story. And I'm a huge jerk right now. But come on. You didn't tell me you didn't think it too <laughs> when you watched it. I never really thought of it. Liar. <laughs> So Madonna, anyway, she's traumatized. Yeah, she's traumatized. She's struggling with, you know, Sam's death. What say at a funeral? Yeah, which is difficult. Have you ever had to speak at a funeral? Uh yeah, actually twice. Yeah. So, me too, twice. Yeah, it's, it's good not, time. Yeah, it's really not. No, <laughs> not really. Um, but you know, you do what you got to so yeah, do. She's struggling with it. And she's decided that she's going to say everything that needs to be said, and consequences be damned. She's going forward with it. Then we find out that, you know, Frank and Micro are kind of kind of being stalkerish. Well, because Frank begrudgingly accepted, well, agreed to meet Madani and yeah. you know, hey, we're here and help us, we'll help you kind of thing. So But only after Micro forced his hand, essentially. So they're keeping yeah. tabs on her. Frank wants to make sure that she is hundred percent squeaky clean. Right. Because as he likes to point out to Micro, the last time you made contact with her, you died. Yeah. So, you know, and then that's like kind of where the series that we've been watching stops and this new kind of mini series within the series starts because yeah. there's a big explosion and it turns out a bomb's been detonated. Um, and we find out from police that an ATF office, a police district and a courthouse have all been bombed uh, by Lewis who goes ahead and sends his manifesto to Karen directly to Karen. Yes. Which is very kind of paint-by-numbers manifesto of what this type of character sure, sure, is. Sure, sure, sure. Ellison, understandably, wants to call the FBI and give it to them. Karen just wants to go ahead and print it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Karen. She, uh... She's a bit brash. When you have the Punisher and Daredevil looking after you... Yeah. I mean... Maybe it's kind of like when you're a kid in school, but you know, like the 
the captain of the wrestling team has your back. You're not so afraid to maybe shoot your mouth off once in a while when you probably shouldn't. I see what you're getting at. Maybe that that and I, I just think that's her character. She's just very headstrong and doesn't yeah. think things through very well. She's perfect for Matt. <laughs> um. So yeah, they finally her editor Ellison basically says like, "Don't do anything. You can write an editorial. We're giving yeah. this to the feds. If they say it's okay, we will publish the editorial." Right. Which they do. Yeah. And she says all kinds of mean and nasty things about Lewis. Yep. Which only further infuriates him. Yeah. And then... But we also... The really interesting thing, uh, point that we learned about Frank, and kind of like the in-between, because Frank and Micro are watching the news coverage of this. Yeah. Frank hates bombs. Apparently, Frank hates bombs. Okay, this is a new character trait for Frank, essentially, but I'll I'll run with it. Um, then Karen ends up on this dude. I hate I hate stuff like this. She ends up on this radio show. Okay, I hated this whole scene. This whole sequence, I I hated. Number one, the radio show is a is a brutal. And these, it's like a cliche. It's a caricature of right, and it's and it's like this right any wing number of radio shows. Any out. number, Howard Stern, but not Howard. Stern, he's not a right winger though. But this show kind of is. But that style of like shock jockey with an attitude, except this guy's got a slight right wing bend to him, and he's got the the gun control senator on. It's my thought though is like, okay, this show is a total cliche. And what is she doing on this show to begin with? Why is she? Why are we doing this? Why why are we here? Yeah. That just didn't jibe with me. Like you you wrote this editorial and now you're on this guy's radio show? Like eh. Do you think it may be I mean, I'm kinda indifferent to the scene. The scene's just for me just kind of a means to get the character from point A to point B. It is. I feel like it's lazy. Would it have been better for you though if we kinda had like a Jessica Jones callback and she was on Patsy show? Yes, fine. Okay. Put it on Patsy's show. Right, We've so- already established Patsy. It's not so much the means in this case it is as the method that's It's sort of both, but but at least if you're gonna do it, do it with some familiarity. But this this this, you know sleazy radio host guy's show just yeah. felt lazy to me. It's lazy writing. Yeah. One thing I did like though, a little uh, a little bit did you catch a little Kevin Smith call out? No. Frank killed thirty seven people. Oh, well, as Frank remarks, that that they that know they about. Know about. I did like that. that, was, <laughs> that was Mike was like, "Did you really kill thirty seven people?" That they know about. <laughs> See, that's the Frank I know. Yeah, that's the Frank I know right there. Um, so yeah, we get that little radio scene, and then tensions get ramped up, and you know, here we're off to the races now. Frank knows that it's Lewis, right? He knows the yeah. he when when he hears the guy he figures it out based on the the Latin phrase that he heard Lewis say before. Six semper terranus. That's correct. Also, uh, crazy Joe Davola also spoke those words before he attacked Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, <laughs> I don't trust me. Um, so here's another thing. We see a, there. A, here's where things for me start to get real. Okay, show. Yeah. You're really testing me now. Yep. Frank flies off the handle about protecting Karen. Karen's important to me. What would you do for your wife? Yeah. Look, it's, dude. It's not it's not that he wanted to protect her, it's how he's vocalizing it. 
it's it might as well be Maria Castle for God's sake. The way he's going on, yeah, he's almost rolling on the ground, stomping his hands and feet like a child, and it's just uh, like I just don't buy this connection. Like Karen yeah. means this much to me. I have to do everything for her. Whoa, yeah, slow he, down, dude. If he had just kind of presented like she helped me once and I owe her, right? Fine, right? But yeah, no, he goes a, full tilt. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm not too crazy about that, and I know Drew's going to hate that. I I just don't... <sighs> there are some times when he's like 100% the character we know from the comics. And then there's all like, these... Just like that, even seconds before where he's like, you know, Punisher killed 37 people that they know about. That's the Punisher from the comics that we know and love. Right. Then there's like this kind of softer version that has to be more, has to have more appeal of, to him to get the get people to watch the show. I, you yeah, know, you I know why it. you know why it set me off. Number one, it's it's just not true to form to the character. Number two, this was the moment in the show when I got scared. I was like, yeah. oh no, yeah, yeah, they're gonna get them together, or you know, or something yeah. to that effect. We're like, oh boy, so now it's gonna become this like Frank and Karen loves arc or something and that is not what this character is about had they done that they come close they bring you right to the precipice we'll get to that in a couple episodes here have had they done that full-blown i think you would just jump ship i probably would i i had a moment in this scene i was just like don't do it don't 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 go down this road please don't so we're what we're treading down this road so i mean it's it's tough because sometimes it feels like they're establishing the Punisher, and sometimes it feels like they're working with an established Punisher. I would just like throughout the time I was watching the show, I just kind of wanted them to make up their mind. Yeah, that's well. As we find out, spoilers for the end of the series, they never really do. They do, but then they pull it back. That's what I mean. They, they again, make up your mind again. What did I just say about this show? Talking on both sides of its mouth with with issues it wants to bring up. Like either either Frank is this or that. Either yeah. you want to say this about gun control or you want to say that. But stop middling. Like yeah, be about something. Tell me something. I might not agree with it, but at least be about it. Yeah, pick a pick a lane. Right. Yeah, pick a lane, man. Um. So we also have the scene in in O'Connor's apartment. Where well, a lot, a lot goes on there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Curtis goes to find O'Connor, and this is the biggest point of shenanigans I have with this episode. Go on, Curtis. Multiple bombs have been detonated. Yeah, you heard the bomber on the radio. You know who he is yeah. and where he lives, and people who know him live. Yeah. To quote Running Stimpy, call the police. <laughs> yes. Like, but, I, but, I get but, but, Curtis but. wanting to help. I get him wanting to help Lewis. I get him because he understands where Lewis is coming from. But at a certain point, like when the first bomb went off, that we're past that point. I would posit to you that he wanted to bring Curtis in himself to avoid any potential police fatality or further loss of life. If he could go, if Curtis could go to Lewis... And talk him down calmly, and he would bring him in without any further damage. 
I think as a soldier and as his counselor, he felt obligated to do that. That's all well and good until the first bomb went off. You say that, but these are people, as we see in this whole scene, these are not, you know, I'm not not, not, not saying the soldiers aren't regular people, but these are not regular people. These guys have a bond that we don't understand. I haven't served. I couldn't tell you, but these guys clearly are, these guys have a bond. And they stick up for each other, or at least care about each other enough to want to take care of each other in this way. So, I'm okay with it. Curtis feels an obligation to Lewis, and he wants to make sure that he doesn't do anything further to hurt his cause and All bring right. him and bring him in safely. All right. That doesn't go so well for Curtis, though. Tell you what, though, you have any rubber walrus protectors? Wow. All right. Going crazy over there. You're going to invoke Run and Stimpy. You got to go there. Um, and Lucas is just yeah, he's, he's bullying his way all over here. So Curtis finds O'Connor. O'Connor's dead. Lewis shows up. Ah, uh, the humiliation of getting beat by her own prosthetic leg has to sting. It's got to sting. Has to sting. I'm pretty sure it does because when Frank Frank then shows up. <laughs> Later, yeah, he says he beat me with my own leg. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to hurt, especially when clearly, if you were to look at the two of them and not know Curtis has a prosthetic leg and ask who would win in a fight, yeah, I'm putting my money on Curtis. My money's on Curtis all day. Yep, but um, alas, um, yeah. So again, getting into the bond and all that, this is where we see Frank and Curtis's bond. Um, Frank blames himself for Curtis's condition. Curtis. Yeah. At Curtis vocalizes that he'd rather have died rather than be where he's at with one leg. But yeah, uh, we get some background on Frank in his time. And, you know, for everything the show shown us up to this point, Frank was not a perfect soldier. And this is something that he definitely regrets and the decision he made and, and ended up costing Curtis's leg. But we also see some interesting exchange between Lewis and Frank when Lewis calls. Lewis thinks he's found himself a buddy buddy. Right, right. That's like I said, the dark mirror kind of being held up. And yeah, Frank kind of reminds him like, no, you're not really like me at all. Yeah. Um, But I think, I mean, Frank's not out there bombing civilians, but I mean... He's not not out there. He's not not out there doing illicit, murderous things either. So it is kind of a fine line, I guess. We can't reconcile the Punisher with the philosophy of protecting innocence. Because even though it's within his code... That's not his, that's not his objective, though. Yeah. He's not out there defending innocence. No. No. He's out there punishing the guilty. Yeah. <laughs> well... As he sees them as yeah. guilty, they which this show though to be fair dials back a lot. He like after the first episode when he he offs the the gang of of thugs. Remember, for, for, yeah, yeah. seems like so long ago, but he offs that that little group of bad, bad yep. air quote bad guys who tried to kill his coworker and rob the uh, the mob yeah. boss and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's 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 Punisher stuff. Yeah, we we. 
we've distanced ourselves from that, and now he's involved in all this this intricate web of conspiracy and these you know soldiers of fortune going after him and things like that. So the show does walk back Frank's like I kill criminals, period yeah. objectives. Probably a smart call because then his agenda gets really morally not good when you break it down. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that this series reminded you of a, the Garth Ennis runs. Parts of it, yes. But Garth Ennis, even still, the core of the character was still the guy who's still intact. He's, yeah. he's still, when he's not involved in, you know, these conspiratorial missions, he's still very much. Like, you know, Batman goes out on patrol every night. Yeah. We just accept, like, you know, you have your story arcs, but, like, in your mind's eye, Batman every night's just out there beating up muggers or whatever. Yeah. In my mind's eye, when Frank's not doing this mission-based stuff, yep, he's prowling around alleyways murdering criminals. <laughs> Drive around in the battle, man. Pretty much. It's like, oh, mugging, bang, you're dead. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yep. So, this Punisher, not so much. Anyway you know yeah different format different a change and tweak and um i do appreciate though the claymores being planted all over the apartment because the claymores are a staple of punisher comics i think every writer ever has pretty much given uh, a claymore moment in a punisher arc and it's always pretty good it's something there's something very visually uh satisfying about a, a a device that says front toward enemy and you want to pay that off and most yeah. punisher writers in the comics find cl- creative ways to pay that off do you know who created the claymore no bill clay i'm i'm just shaking my head right now i i got nothing bill clay your, your joke is bad and you should feel bad <laughs> 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 hey, speaking of uh, 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 just diversion, what do you think about the Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis? Does the world need that? You know what? It's kind of not really like a diversion because it's kind of like the Punisher movie without. Kinda, yeah, yeah. You know, I never really watched. I never watched the Death Wish movies when I was a kid. Never read the books. Um, They're kind of racist. And- Okay. The movies or the books or both? The movies. Okay. Um, like, they probably didn't see it that way at the time, but yeah. they... Yeah. It's one of those things I could take it or leave it. I probably won't make a point to go see it in theaters, but if I have an opportunity to, say, watch on Netflix or something, I, if I have nothing better to do, I'd probably now, see, give it that, a world. That character is one that I... I find abhorrent. <laughs> Bruce Willis or the character? Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess in the movie, like he 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 starts off as like a a, le- a left wing peace brother kind of guy. Then his family gets assaulted, and then he turns into a hardcore right wing Second Amendment guy out out on a on a revenge bender. Good guy with a gun. Get that guy. It's. And the, and, 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 I, I get your problems and, with it. Yeah, yicky. It's easy to have ideals when they're never put to extreme tests. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you know, we can say that we will not do X, Y, and Z, 
if X, if A, B, and C happen, but when A, B, and C actually happens. Okay. I'm fairly confident I'm never going to turn into a gun-toting lunatic. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. I would be 99.9% confident in saying that you would not do that as well. Yeah. But circumstances. Circumstances okay. can change outlooks. Yeah, but never mind. We're we're off. We're we're running a foul here, but I don't know that we need that particular movie right now. Well, I mean, like any movie, it probably started production long before. Even no, I get you. I get you. Anyway, so yeah. Um, Frank stays with Curtis, and as this bomb is strapped to him and one way or the other, Curtis tells him to, to, to go. Just yeah, get, get cops out. Are, cops are on the way. Get out of here. Frank will not leave him. So either they blow up together or they don't, yeah. basically. Well, lucky for Frank, he, he snips the right wire. Well, Lewis told him what wire. He did. That's right. I'm sorry. So try yeah. the try the way one. He kind of finally gets through to Lewis. Um, yeah. And then Frank runs away from the cops. Well. Steals a cop car. Not before getting photographed. Yeah. So people know that the Punisher is alive and well. They do. And uh, Karen feigns surprise when she sees him on television. (laughs) And. uh, Yeah, Ellison's pissed. Yes. Yes, he is. And uh, Madani has, uh, has met somebody. Yeah. Micro shows up at a bar packing heat. Yeah, he's not going to do anything with that. But of course not. Now he basically says, "Hey, I'm alive," and uh, and he's doing. By the way, he's doing this behind Frank's back. Yeah, and Micro drops the name Rollins. I almost said Henry Rollins. No, hey, you leave Hank out of this. Um, and Madonna's face conveys her inner monologue, which is, "I just entered a world of poop." Yes, poopy poop poop poop. And that basically brings us to a close. Yep. Not not my favorite episode <laughs> for a lot yeah. of a lot of reasons apparently. Um I like Frank and Curtis together, like yep. it's cool. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that they kind of took a, a sharp left on the show for a couple episodes. Um I think they handled their detour better than the other Marvel shows tend yes. to handle theirs. Yeah. I would so, agree. Like, this is a far cry from the farmhouse <laughs> scenes in Luke Cage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Lord knows it's certainly better than anything that I endured in the episodes I did watch of Iron Fist. <laughs> so- <laughs> you only have like two episodes left. I'm don't not you? watching. <laughs> so we're just going to leave that there. Um, but yeah, as you probably could, could probably tell from the rest of our discussion here, I have very middling or I have very weird feelings about how middling this show seems to want to be and what it wants to say and what it wants Frank to be. So that's it's, that's where I'm at. It's a tough character to try and say something with because you can't be with this particular character. You can't necessarily present both sides of the this particular discussion. This isn't the character to do that with. Right. Like character like Cap or even, you know, Daredevil is probably a better character to do that with. Um, 
And so you could see where they they might have tried to say one thing, but then it's tough because like the people who are writing this might not necessarily hold the same views as Frank on as far as like gun laws or things like that. Sure, you have to stay true to the character while staying true to yourself at the same time. It's it's tough, and you know that's. I I don't think they ever step on a landmine throughout the series, but they're treading lightly. They yeah they uh, they're not prancing through the field per se. I I just feel like if if that's the way it's gonna be, maybe don't get topical at all. Maybe just avoid it and tell your story. And that's kind of why I would advocate the way I th- I've said it before. The way the comics kind of get around it is you you put Frank up against worse entities Yeah, that you, I don't want to think, you know, we don't have to write around gun control laws because we're going to put Frank up against something monstrous and you can construct a story such that there is no other recourse, but for you to root for Frank to go and murder the crap out of that guy. Yeah. And is that, you know, about anything? Not really. Is it, you know, does it, is it morally right for me to want Frank to go kill a person? Well, no, but in the stories, like that's how you make him your protagonist. Essentially, you may have him face evil, and you know have to destroy it the only way he knows how. Yeah, I don't know. This is not this is not the character in the comics that you try to relate to. No, like most other characters, there's an aspect of them that you can relate to. At least for you and I personally, Frank is not one of those characters. We can't. We can read this character and be, for lack of a better term, entertained by this character. Sure. Enjoy the quality of the writing that goes in this character. Yes. That doesn't mean we necessarily have to relate to the character the way, like, you know, we can relate to someone like Spider-Man or, you know, Matt Murdock or, or you know, in some way, Steve Rogers, things like that. You know, those are characteristics to, in some ways, aspire to, whereas there's nothing about Frank Castle to aspire to. Agreed. So yeah, all right, that brings us to close for this episode. Dear listeners, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments, share your views and thoughts on the episode we discussed with us, you can do so at the following location. You can tweet us at Devil's Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. That being said, Drew, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, to any who may or may not be curious, you can come and join me at the Rock and Buffalo Saloon on Union Road in West Seneca on Saturday uh, for the Long Cold Dark Show. Um, we are but one of five bands on the bill, so we will be on second. So if you're going to come, please get there by around 8 o'clock. That's my parting thought for you. If it is a saloon, will I be able to get a sarsaparilla? I'm not saying you can't. You have to ask the bartender. What What is sarsaparilla, by the I way? I don't know, but you can ask the bartender. But you're, like, extremely knowledgeable when it comes to beerish things. Uh, the, <laughs> and I, I'm I, not I a think, bartender. I think sarsaparilla is in the beer family. We, You know, we, we if there only there were some kind of device that we could search that and find out. Yeah, but then I got to deal with the, all the other crap in the world i just want you to tell me the answer i don't have the answer for you dang nabbit i'm I want sorry to know what sam neill's drinking in big lebowski well sam elliott no that's it got a really good sarsaparilla 
can't, can't help you, man. Alrighty. Well, until we find the answer, until this world is made a better place by truth, courts adjourn.